Thanks for listening to this podcast of Bet MGM Tonight. Our show is live every weeknight from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern on Odyssey radio stations around the country, odyssey.com, as well as the Odyssey app. Speaking of men who know how to find bets that cover, we've got on the Roman guest line joining us for two segments, starting with the NFL, Alan Bell giving us the early edge. Alan, are you there? Are you with us? I I am here, Trista Crick. How are you? Oh, we are fantastic. Before you joined us, we were talking about uh, Niners-Titans tomorrow night. Kind of a conundrum, though, because I think all three of us want to immediately believe that the Niners should pound the Tennessee Titans. Tennessee Titans, though, very tough at home. I think Quentin gave a stat that they're allowing, like, a ridiculous 74 yards of rushing at home. Um, 79.9. 79 NFL point leader. yard. NFL leader in terms of rushing defense when they're at home. Uh, I want to auto bet San Francisco, but. I'm kind of going to. I think I'm actually pivoting to Tennessee. It now just feels like this might be a little bit trappy. The total is 43 and a half. Alan, as a Tennessean, what is your feel? And as a better. Yeah, so this is going to be a, a, a really tough game, uh, like you guys were talking about, because, you know, San Francisco is not a team that beats other teams deep. They go on, you know, deep, methodical, aggressive drives, right, which fits into what Quentin was saying in regards to Tennessee's rush defense. It's very good. Best of the NFL at home. Uh, second best of the NFL overall. They only allow around 90 yards, you know, per game, and that's really what San Francisco's built upon. Uh, Tennessee's also a very fast-scoring team. Uh, in regards to the first half. So I think that that could help them. The problem is this, is that Tennessee's offensive line, uh, Taylor Lewan and Roger Saffold, both starters, will both be out of this game. So that's your, that's your tackle and your guard. Uh, look, long story short, I'm going to take Tennessee plus three and a half because I think it'll be a pretty tight scoring game, pretty fast game with both teams running the football. Uh, but San Francisco's the better team. Like, if I had to go money line, I'd go with San Francisco. But if I get Tennessee three and a half, yeah, I'll take that. Would you take it at three? Ooh. That's where yeah, I would. Right now. Yeah, yeah, I would. Yeah, I, I would take it at three. Um, I, again, I think that this is probably uh, going to be, you know, a low-scoring, pretty tight game. You're probably looking at, you know, 25, 23, 24, 22, somewhere around there. Uh, yeah, so I'd take Tennessee plus three. Alan, what do you dip your fries in? Ooh, all right. So if I'm at home, it's sriracha, hundred percent. Oh, we asked you I'm, about the sriracha. Yeah, you. you yeah, I was if, like, I, if, if I'm on the road, right? Like, I'm definitely somebody who, like, if I'm at Wendy's, it's like they have like a uh, like a creamy salsa type thing. Like, hmm. I don't go straight ketchup. Like, I try to get something with a little bit of a kick, uh, if that makes sense. You're a huge spice guy. Alan. Yeah, I love it, man. Like, I'm from Texas originally, so, like, anything Tex-Mex, for sure, like, that's my jam right there. Who has the best fries? Ooh, Wendy's used two years ago, then they yeah. screwed around. When they had salt yeah, on them, this, yeah, I remember, when they yeah, were allowed to I'll put salt this. in their fries. Exactly. I'll say this. If you get to a McDonald's and somebody actually cares yeah, and gives you fresh fries, McDonald's are the best in the game. That's a great But point. it's just so hard to find the fresh ones, man. Like, you always get soggy ones. It drives me crazy. Little little life hack. You ask for saltless fries from McDonald's. They make them fresh. Minimal, don't, don't ask minimal me. Minimal. Oh, I know. A don't ask. Don't ask fries. no questions. No questions. <laughs> don't ask no questions. See, uh, that's why you're the man, dude. You know all these little hacks. I'm I trying. I used to be a fat guy, man. I weighed 260 in college. I was playing defensive end. I had to get my eats on. All right. <laughs> Let's talk about why Baker Mayfield's not a good quarterback, okay? Um, even if he comes back against the Green Bay Packers on Saturday, there's seven and a half point dogs right now. I don't care if Baker Mayfield plays. I'm not going to lie. I, I actually think, um, what's my guy? 
What's my guy? His name from uh, Case Keenum? Kate, not Case no, Keenum, Nick the other Mullins. one. Nick Mullins. I actually, I actually like Nick, Chris's son better. Not to be completely honest. I'm His out on Baker Mayfield. I don't care if he's healthy or not. But the line is seven and a half now. Bet MGM. Uh, I, I I like the Packers to roll. I think they need a game in which they go out there and handle uh, and you know finish their food. But seven and a half kind of feels like it's forcing me to take the Browns in this spot because they also need this game. Yeah, uh, I just I, I can't take the Browns. Like I, I'm with you. Like everything you said makes sense. Um, if Aaron Rodgers is on the field, I can't do it. I can't go against him. Like, because not only is their record stellar, their against the spread record is stellar, yeah. right? Like, it, it's just one of those teams that I, I'm either going to bet the Packers or I'm not going to bet the game. Like, I, I, I can't fade them. And especially with a team, like you said, you know, with Baker Mayfield. And look, I, we're not blasting the guy personally. You know what I mean? But, like, he's had a ton of injuries. And, you know, the questions have been there, right? Like, I, I kind of think that Case Keenum might be their best option because Baker is 100% dependent on the play action. And, yeah, like when Nick Chubb gets going, for sure, like that works. But if they're down 10, like nobody's believing in the play action. Nobody. Anymore, you know what I mean? So it takes away everything that the kid does. So I agree with you, man. Like I, I either bet Packers or I just stay out of it. Yeah, what about the primetime game on Christmas Day? It's the uh, Colts taking on the Arizona Cardinals. And right now it's a pick em. Arizona, the slight favorite, minus 115 on the money line. The total in the game is 49. The Colts are sending seven guys to the Pro Bowl. They've been playing great football. What are you doing here with Arizona struggling and without uh, DeAndre Hopkins the rest of the season? Yeah, man. Like, I did not see that that loss to the Lions coming. I don't think anybody did. No. Uh, look, the Colts are playing excellent football right now. They, they really are. Uh, I, it's, I can't fade them either. And especially the Cardinals are better on the road than they are at home. Uh, surprising enough, I, you know, again, taking that loss out of there. But, yeah, man, like, I, I can't bet against the Colts right now. Like, they are playing phenomenal football, and they run the ball. Uh, and when Jonathan Taylor goes – Good luck, man. Like, the, the, I think they're undefeated this year when he goes for 100-plus yards or more. Um, so, yeah, man, like, I, I, I can't fade the Colts right now. Like, I have to ride them. Alan, Jonathan Taylor props have been, like, the scariest bet ahead of time and then, like, no sweat at all. Like, is there a number uh, in terms of his rushing prop that you would stay away from? Because, like, I'll see, like, 95, 96, and I'm like, man, that's that's a lot. And then he'll yeah. just go out and – and like run for 170 yards. Yeah, so I'll say this, you know, the last couple of years, you know, here in Nashville, like uh, it's kind of been the Derrick Henry, you know, kind of decision. It's like, what do you do with this props? Because every week, no matter who they're playing, his number's like 105 and a half, right? And it looks crazy, but you're like, dude, he's going to get that. And he just nails it week after week after week. So I, I think anything under 110, which sounds insane, I know. But it's playable. It's live, right? Once you get above 110, like, it, it, that's just way too many. Um, but, I mean, what he can do is that he could break off 55, 60-yard rushes, you know, seemingly at any point in the game. And the Colts are generally leading in the second half, so you're going to get even more out of him. Yeah, like, I, I would say anything under 110, uh, play it. Like, it's live because that dude is going to go. I mean, he seemingly does it every single week. And he's getting the volume, too. He's getting, like, 30 yep. carries a game. Yeah, he does. I mean, it's the same thing we saw at Wisconsin. Like, this dude, like, yeah. him and Derrick Henry are so very similar. Like, yeah. hmm. like volume doesn't matter to them. Like, they get better as the game goes. Alan, one of the weirdest lines of the week, I'd say, is the Rams on the road against the Vikings. Now, I know. I know. I know. The Rams, underwhelming since trading for Von Miller and then getting Odell Beckham Jr. And that game against Seattle even was underwhelming in itself. But the Minnesota Vikings 
are a terrible football team. I'm sorry. I don't care how close they play games. They Whether it's the best competition or the worst competition, they keep the game close, but they seem to let you down, whether they let down your pockets or they actually lose the game in the long run. What are you doing with this game? Because at some point, I'm still waiting for the Rams to explode. Um, and I'm also waiting for the Minnesota Vikings to implode. Uh, it's a three-point spread right now on the road. What are you doing in that one, if you have a play in it? Yeah, so I don't have a play in it, but I'll say this. Um, it, it's the Rams' defense I'm not really that worried about. Like, it's not great. It hasn't been what we thought that it would be, but it's not bad either. Like, it's not like they're getting blown out, right? Like, they can keep teams, you know, forcing them to go on long drives. Yeah, don't right? and really, Yeah, exactly, right? Like, so I'm not necessarily worried. It's their offense, which is the biggest surprise. Like, their offense should be putting up 30 points per game, and they're barely putting up 20. Uh, that's, that's the thing that's most frustrating to me. And you look at the Minnesota Vikings, like, yeah, like they're not a great team, but they can score points. Uh, and Dalvin Cook is a problem. Justin Jefferson is a huge problem. Um, so, yeah, like I'll take the three with Minnesota uh, just because I can't trust the Rams' offense, man. They just do not put up points. Alan, oh, you got it. I got a little quick one. Alan, what do you think is wrong with that offense of the Rams, though? Like, it, it was funny. Me and Ryan joked earlier uh, this week about how it seems like NFL defensive have just discovered cover two shell for the first time in the history of the sport because that's all they play against these, uh, you know, high-scoring offenses um, of yesteryear. Like, what's going on with why they are not clicking? You have Cooper Cup. I know Robert Wood's not there, but you still have Odell Beckham, Cooper Cup. Like, the weapons are in abundance. I know. It's crazy, right? It's the run game. Like, yeah, they do yeah. not have a run game. And, and, and it's because – that's how Sean McVay's offense is built. Like, everyone thinks that he's, like, this, like, young, you know, uh, uh, just gunslinger, like, we're going to throw it, you know, like the 49ers or Joe Montana. Like, no. Like, this entire offense is built on the run, and then they pass afterward, right? Like, it's very similar to Minnesota's in a sense to where if Kirk Cousins can get that perfect balance of play action, you're dead. You're dead. He'll light you up all day. But, like, the Rams, they're built the exact same way. They've had so many injuries at the running back position. Um, it, that it, it's literally hurting them because they're not built to throw it 60 to 65% of the time during a game. So, I mean, that's literally it, which is crazy because, like you said, they have so many weapons at wide receiver that other coaches are like, please, God, can I have one of them? Like, I'd kill for that, you know? But, yeah, it's all built on the run, the entire offenses. Alan, so if you had, uh, instead of Sony Michelle – or uh, they had Daryl Henderson, and obviously they lost, uh, what's that kid's name? Cam Akers. Uh, Cam Akers before the season. But say you uh, substituted the running back core with, like, even a Cordell Patterson or a Leonard Fournette Man. with Jared Goff. How much better is this team? So, like, you don't oh, have, you don't have Stanford, uh, Stafford, but you do have a running game. Jesus. Oh, God. I, I, they would be tremendously better, right? Like, I mean, Jared Goff went to a Super Bowl yep. with this team. Right? Like, and he's only won, what, two games now outside of Sean McVay? Like, that's how much this team is. One against the terrible Vikings. Don't forget it, Alan. About to back (laughs) them against the Rams. But no, I mean, that's the thing is it's like, you know, the quarterback, that's why I was surprised when they went, you know, and made that big move for Matthew Stafford, nothing against him. But it's like, the quarterback doesn't necessarily matter all that terribly much. It's the run game, right? So once Cam Akers went down, you're like, dude, this offense just took a major, major hit. Alan, I know we're going to talk some bull games in the next segment when you uh, stick around with us. Any, uh, What's your favorite play in the NFL? I know we got some big games. we got the Bills, the Patriots. Of course, the biggest is probably, uh, as I call it, the toilet bowl, the Jags and the Jets, mm-hmm. Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, who's worse. What are you looking at this weekend, man? Yeah, best play is the Seattle Seahawks minus six and a half at home against the Bears. Look, I understand they look terrible, terrible against Los Angeles. But understand this. 
their entire offense, everybody thinks that it's Russell Wilson. No, it's Tyler Lockett. He is legitimately 55% of their entire yards this year. And when he's on the field, just on the field, Russell Wilson has a 7% better completion percentage this entire season. So if Lockett's in, I'm in. They will blast the Bears. Blast them. Allen, if Lockett was playing in that game against the Rams, they probably win because I don't know. What what was the guy's name? I don't know who it was out there catching balls, but, like, the balls were there. The guys just weren't catching them. I'm talking, like, 50-yard bombs. Allen, where's uh, Russell Wilson playing next year? Denver? Washington? (laughs) Chicago? I I would say Denver. He ain't going to Chicago. No, I like – I like – hear me. I like Justin Fields. Get him a play caller. Yeah. Or – Yeah, uh, get him an entire coaching staff. Like, get him to a real city. Kidding, I'm from Chicago. I could could sell (laughs) Russell Wilson on FedEx Field. I mean, the turf's not great, but let me tell you about Binge Chili Bowl. We don't even have Italian beefs here, Alan. I don't think we're selling them on D.C. Let me tell you about neurovirus at FedEx Field, Alan. Hey, hey, SoFi was just leaking a couple weeks ago. We're not the only ones. Not the only yeah. stadium that's being terrible. All right, Alan, we're going to bring you back for some uh, college football talk here in the next segment. We need we'll help. S- some bowl games. We do need help. Uh, we're also sweating out an under in Army, uh, Missouri right now, so it's going quite well, buddy. We'll Stay on the you. phone. You're, being our, you're a good luck charm. Also, they're in halftime doing homework, so who knows what they're going to look like at half. That was Alan Bell of Sportsline. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter at Alan Bell, A-L-L-A-N, Bell as in ring the bell which we do here every time we win a bet. Albert Two, Bell. Two, four, seven. Allen Bell, two, four, seven. 